Shalandria don't like it. Let's high rock the Casbah this week on Hapless Heroes. Idle hands do the devil's work. everyone and welcome to another episode of the hapless heroes podcast i'm francesco and tonight i am your host and dm for our wonderful adventure and joining me on this wonderful adventure are our cast of characters as always we have dave as zero valen's avatar of war greetings and salutations mike as lord and captain quinn southwind i am here at my service Nicole as Boris the Benevolent. Hello again, everybody. <laughs> Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Mm, not how I imagined entering High Rock. And John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Are we to walk to the temple? Well, a walking, we may have to go as we are back on the streets of High Rock. You guys have disembarked the, the boat. The dock hand was sent away with some enough money to get the hell out of this God's Forsaken city. And God's Forsaken, it seems to be, as he divulged uh, quite a bit of information to you guys about just the goings-on in High Rock over the last several months. Um, the most noteworthy being the temples of all of the other gods have crumbled and only the temple of Valen and the spires stand. And there's been unrest. Shalandria apparently is running a soup kitchen for the poor. The city itself is in dire straits and the people are unhappy. So I guess um, opening back up onto the streets, right? You guys are still in the docks district. Um, there is like, you know, that, that, that main plaza, like, you know, and, and, strip of the city where like the temples would stand. Right. And then the, and then the hill that goes up to the campus where the temple of Valen and the spire are. Um, where do you guys head? Are you guys heading straight for the square? Are you like, where, you know, I guess there anywhere else you are trying to stop at on the way i know boris had mentioned something about identifying where some orphanages were before we get going i'd like to kind of get everyone together real quick sure beyond um, by all means if, if everyone um have any of you ever heard of a shibboleth uh jarrell would have to roll a religion check yes yeah me too is or it, is it a religious well? thing? Or is it our... Could I use Arcana or no? This would just be like an intelligence-based check. So, and it's, since this is a just a definition of a word, I would say history or... Probably history. Total of four for Hedrick. Oh, 18. I also got an 18. 
Gerald does not know. All right, so Shibboleth, it just essentially, guys, Shibboleth is, well, for the, for the people who know, you would already know that it is a word. It's of a old religious origin of a word that only people in an in-group would know. So sort of a, a fact that only certain people would know if you asked them. Like um, maybe one for Bill's Mafia would be, you know, uh, you know, blue cheese on wings. Like something that people in that group would know or understand. So uh, you guys would be on the right wavelength, but to explain it to everyone else, Zero would get back into. It, it's an old religious concept of a way to separate people from inside a group from outside of a group, um, you know, with um, usually a word that someone might say a certain way. But um, in this case, we, 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 have, we have a fact and only certain people would know it. And that's um, when I talk about the Avatar of War, only people who have actually spoken to Valen would know about it. Unless, of course, and Zero looks directly at Quinn, someone is telling the world our secrets. Quinn just I'm sorry, the audience, the, I was going to say, the audience can't see you shrugging through your camera there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> he shrugs at you. Like, very dramatically. Okay. So, assuming that we haven't made it public knowledge that I'm the Avatar of War, only people who actually have spoken to Valen would know outside of our little group. So 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 when when I'm saying that we shouldn't make it public if we don't say anything about it then we can use it as a way to sort of know the people who are actually speaking for the two Valen from people who are just sort of um well pretending it. So basically let me just try to see if I can get this straight. So we know it's you're the avatar of war because you're with us. But the only other yeah, way other people know told that us. is if you're with Valen, right? Yeah. yeah, I am the avatar of war because Valen literally told us that I am. So right. only people who are on speaking terms or more importantly speaking ability with Valen at the current time would know this. Okay. Uh, Jarrell did not mention that to Supreme Cleric Hopeson, I don't believe. I don't, I don't think he ever got to say that. No, you did not. No, but... but He wanted to. Yeah. But um, are you mentioning that now, though? Uh, Gerald's just thinking it. Okay. I'm going to make sure I needed to react to that as uh, zero, but I don't. So, so that, that's all I was trying to say is let's let's um, keep it keep on the this, DL. Yeah, keep this under our um, proverbial hat, so to speak. And um, he kind of gestures to reason over one shoulder and the hilt of his great sword over the other. My regalia speaks for itself anyway. I don't think people will question what I'm around for right now. Well, Zero, I am sorry for spilling the beans to britches back there on the docks i i i, I feel well, feel might not be the right word but i, I think you know what I, I my colloquialism there that um that uh, our secret may as well be safe with him well i understand and i will you know zipper up from here on out okay sounds like a plan um so with that in mind I'm assuming you guys are heading up towards the plaza. 
before we leave, I mean, Boris being pretty direct and having listened to that conversation, just looks directly at Jarrell and says, uh, hey, you didn't actually uh, mention that to Supreme Archduke Man when you were talking to him, did you? I honestly, I did not get the chance. I had fully intended to tell him about you, Zero. He should already know, though. He says he's been in contact with Valen consistently. Well, for now, it is a fortuitous oversight. Now, Jarrell, I, I, I need to make sure that I feel like you already know this, but, you know, your faith and the leaders of your faith are people you hold in the highest regard. So, you know, I mean, this, the fact that the party is casting suspicion is probably shaking, you know, that foundation for you, I would assume. Um, I don't know. See, Jarrell doesn't necessarily carry Zero's suspicions, hmm. um, but he would honor his wishes in not making his title known publicly. Um, so he, he's not really sure exactly what to do, and I'm sure it'll come up later. Okay. <laughs> and and yeah. Boris is also not saying this suspiciously so much as, you know, having just rejoined up with the group, just kind of confirming where everybody stands and what's been told to who. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, he and Hedrick is in a similar boat where the heroes had already well established themselves before he got on board. They have certain information and certain experiences that he was not a part of. So he definitely feels in the same right. He knows who these people are, but he's never been around it before, certainly not in religious circles. All right. Also to throw it out there, Jarrell does assume that the majority of people don't speak directly with Valen. The fact that he got the helmet is a huge deal for him um, and like obviously makes him feel special. Um, but. Not, you don't hear about people talking directly to Valen like you would from the Supreme March Claret. Right, he would be the only person you would assume who would have that sort of divine guidance or you know, ability to call upon the wisdom of, of Valen mm -hmm. when needed. You know, he is the Supreme March Cleric. Yeah, and it, 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 for, for what it's worth, Zero isn't even trying to cast suspicion on anyone. He's just at points of logic because that's how he operates well you also become a target when you it is suspicious <laughs> yeah there could be spies for Vecna all that stuff too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyone who isn't us is a potential Vecnist that the cult of Vecna, that what they're called? No, they're called, they're Vecna enthusiasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. It sounds familiar. That that sounds like it would have been us. I mean, I don't know if that has ever been said, but I, that's what I'm calling them. I don't think we've ever no, said they're legitimately running Vecna enthusiasts. Yeah. <laughs> that is way better than Vecnists. For all intents and purposes, looking at the landscape, the temple of Valen is what is essentially the stronghold of this entire Yeah, it's Im it's impossible to fucking miss. It literally dots the highest point of the landscape, including that gigantic spire that protrudes out from yeah. behind it. Not to mention the skyline's probably a little more sparse lately. Right. It used to be full of temples. This whole uh, 
mm-hmm. plaza used to be just temple, 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 quite temple, a, temple. Quite a temple, large temple, pantheon. There weren't really many right. temples to some of the gods that are regarded uh, as holy evil, right? Um, those te- those types of practices tend to happen underground, right? Uh, but for the rest, yes. I mean, there was this was a place of worship for people of all faiths. Um, but as you know, I mean, especially after the foul upheaval and the destruction of Ul, like most of humanity had turned to the sort of the, the new kid on the block, so to speak, uh, in, in deities in, in Valen. And we're talking since humanity, you know, humans make up the majority of the population of the Southern Kingdoms. Um, the f- faith of people sways heavily towards Valen, you know, with only, you know, smaller pockets of people worshiping the old, the old gods, as they say. What do we see as we leave the dock? Because there had just been a loud announcement that we weren't sure where it even came from. Yeah, I mean, all over you see people like returning to their homes, locking their doors, shuttering their windows. Um, some people are even stumbling back to their homes. You can after you can see someone who appears to be like visibly injured being carried into a home, and the door shuts behind them. Jarrell like, is very sad to see the state of his holy city like this, for sure. Yeah, this is definitely the worst you've ever seen it. This is normally a very prosperous, budding port city, um, you know, that is full of many, you know, both, you know, devout religious folk, as well as, you know, a quite a, you know, quite a, it's quite a populous city. This it's usually, you know, teeming with life and it, it feels in disarray it feels the streets are quiet aside from people like you know sort of hurriedly shuffling into their homes but there isn't that same sort of hustle and bustle you'd expect from you know a, a large city like this um Boris takes a look around oh sorry go ahead no it's okay i wasn't gonna ask anything super important i just gonna say Boris takes a look around to see if she can see anybody that would you know, lead her to believe that the word she sent through her little orphan line actually made it up here or not. I mean, not at least where you're traveling. Um, and you have to think about how fast word would travel from, you know, Ardwall to here when you guys made it in record time. Yeah. To begin with. I didn't expect it would, but wanted to check. Mm-hmm. But no one within your network that you can, you know, notice wandering the streets, at least right now. You know, you may know of like certain drop points or certain areas where, you know, information can be gained and spread. Um, You're not necessarily, they're not really on the way, but I mean, there's definitely places you could duck out to if you, if you needed to like leave or send a message. Okay. Oh, I can also make us get there twice as fast as normal. Oh, right, because you know the layout of the city. Yes, you do. Uh, yeah, so Boris actually even is helping you guys. Like, you know, she's like, ah, I know a shortcut, you know, and is helping you kind of work your way up and through the winding streets um, to finally reach the, well, what was the Temple Plaza? And you can see here that there's still actually a crowd of people gathered. And there is a large line of shield bearing um, humanoids, all wearing 
um, what appears to be like, I mean, like, you know, it looks like, you know, very regal armor bearing the, sim- you know, the holy symbol of Valen on the shoulder pads and on the shields. Um, but the, you know, the armor is a bit, is, 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 you know, it's like it's sort of this, like, almost like charcoal gray um, with these symbols, you know, a bright gold. And they are forming a shield wall preventing you know, the crowd from pushing past them to the steps that, you know, lead up to the Temple of Valen. Um, there are people shouting, you know, just, I mean, all manner of things from, like, you know, just speaking about, like, how they need food, they need, you know, they need to be taken care of, you know, where's the where's the arch cleric, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, the other people are you can see are are even just like acting completely mad, just like throwing themselves against the shield wall, like trying to get through, trying to seek refuge. You know, there's a lot of people here claiming that they've lost their homes, they've lost their livelihoods. Um, and this, you know, this crowd of armored temple guards are, you know, pushing the crowd back. Anyone who tries to get a little too forceful is like thrown to the ground and, and carried off. Um, but they are trying to disperse the crowd. Um, Jarrell will kind of walk towards one of the fallen temples. First, before like moving towards the crowd of people and um, the armored guards. I mean, by and- walking towards, I, I guess I should describe it a little bit better, right? Like, a lot of stuff is built up and around a lot of the temples, right? Because this mm-hmm. is a large city. And I mean, they are literally rubble, and like a lot of the homes around these temples have been like crushed and reduced to, to stone. Um, so I mean, it's not like you're going to be able to get like right up close, and like unless I mean, like inconspicuously, you know. And it's it's quite a walk to get there. This is a I don't very think... large area we're talking about. Yeah, I don't think Gerald's trying to be super suspicious. Um or inconspicuous or anything like that. Uh, it, it doesn't really care if people see him doing what he's doing or not. Um, yeah, you're not able to get more than a few steps into the plaza before people are actually coming up to you, Jarrell, like pleading for your assistance because they see mm-hmm. that you're wearing, you know, the holy regalia of someone, you know, of the Archclerisy, right, or of the faith of Valen. You know, like yeah. people are, I mean, you're talking about like, a, like some of the crowd literally breaks off and says like, you know, we haven't eaten in you know, over over a, you know over two days. You know, we've barely had any scraps. You know, we barely have enough to make bread. Or you know, we've lost our homes. We've lost our jobs. And the archclerisy is you know is doing nothing. They sit up in their you know ivory tower while the rest of us suffer. And in our greatest time this of need, the archcleric has left us. wish I had create food and water prepared because <laughs> um, that's always a fun one especially in moments like this um, Jarrell will bless as many of the people as he can uh, just by not like actually the spell bless like he did on um, you actually see Basha. some people turn it away they said what good are your blessings if I can't put food in my children's mouths we are here 
for that very purpose of making sure that the city is safe and returned to its normal functioning. These are nothing but platitudes. The church has done nothing for us. Oh, you can tell that Jarrell is very upset. Are there any injured nearby? Uh, probably, but hold on, Boris, what were you going to say? Uh, Boris being a little bit more familiar with kind of the poor street situation and knowing this from Riverford as well, starts pulling out all of, like, the snacks and things that I have tucked away in my armor pockets. Mm-hmm. And, and pulling out just like a, a surprisingly long string of random snack foods and out of them one, in. yeah, out like, of one small out of, pocket. Out of, yeah, my, well, out of my like right regular hip pocket, you just see like where there 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 was no pocket, but I stick my hand in and just start pulling out like snack food after snack food after snack food, and handing them out to the people nearby until I run out. And and they just think you know they thank you profusely because they understand like you're literally just giving them food off your person. And, and they say, we are grateful. For, I mean, as you know, though, these scraps aren't going to feed the masses here. So many of us have, have, have lost everything. Forgive me, my lord, but it is hard for us to have, as, as, as the common folk, to have any faith in those that are guiding us. Because I feel like they are guiding us to ruin. Um, as he says that... Uh, Jarrell will turn to him and say, have faith. And he uses turn the tide. Because uh, any creature within 30 feet of me gets 1d6 health back, no matter what condition they're in. All right. I mean, sir, yeah. So whoever is within 30 feet, you know, if they are injured or whatever, they definitely are healed. Feel better. You channel your divinity. And there's definitely, you know, that, that the, the obviously like the power that you wield definitely turns heads. As, and, and people even begin to back up as they see like, you know, this, this light flowing from you as you, you know, channel your divinity through yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your sword glows this uh, bright white light as you as you do that. Um, and it's at, it's at that moment, too, or shortly after that, that one of the temple guards approaches you. And he looks at you and he says, Lord Jarrell, it has been quite some time. It has, and he like removed. I mean, you know, he it's it, he, you you recognize the voice. This is probably. I mean, you you don't remember the person's name at all. This is definitely someone maybe you've brushed shoulders with at some point, but you have no idea who this is. Uh, but he continues, and he just says, "Tell me, have you have you new orders? We were told to keep the blasphemers out of the temple." Keeping the blasphemers out is one thing. These people are starving. And he just, he, you know, he kind of like, you hear him like pause. And he says, be that as it may, my lord, they have sinned and they must repent. They must welcome the light of Our Lady into their hearts or we are all doomed. So saith the arch cleric. Uh, Jarrell so, just kind of nods yeah. to that, but he, he's, you can tell that he's still not pleased with what's going on. He said, he continues, he says, I'm assuming you are not here to. 
on a, on a pilgrimage. And he looks at you know, given by the company you keep. Why are I was you here? sent I was sent by Supreme Arch Cleric Popes and himself to ensure the sustainability of our glorious temple. Well, as you can see, the situation is dire indeed. F faith in Our Lady is plummeted. Those that followed the lesser gods have begun to roam the streets mad. We're denouncing the name of Our Lady of the Light. It has been absolute chaos. We are doing our best to protect the temple and protect the arch clerisy and hopefully some good can come of this eventually but we just we are at a loss <clears throat> uh so i guess at that point jarrell would well he wants to look around but he realizes that now he's been recognized um so he can't really do that so I guess he would say, well, I, I suppose it's time that we enter the temple. It has been quite some time. Of course, of course. You are most you are most welcome to enter, but I fear that maybe we have to kind of, may have to get you in an, another way. I, you know, I fear opening up a path to the temple may cause more issues as we try to disperse the crowd. Please follow me. Jarrell is less happy to go in the back. Like, he's just not having a lot of fun on this one um okay so we're sneaking into the back of the temple essentially mm -hmm. yeah as you travel further from the plaza right the din of the people shouting and you know that crowd starts to fade in the distance um you're brought up sort of a series of alleys that kind of climb a long hill that follows the wall that surrounds the uh temple and you can see that there is a very small entryway in the wall here, it's like a service entrance um, that you're brought into, and you're sort of brought into like the main campus uh, of the spire. Down the hill, a little ways, is the temple, and you know, like where the one that's publicly, well, what at least was publicly accessible, where people would worship and pray. Um, and then the rest of the campus is, you know, housing for many of the members of the archclerisy and the people who assist them. Um, you know, there's even like it's a, a small market within this campus as well, and then there's a you know winding hill that leads up to the spire itself. You know, again, housing and other things sort of dot that road that leads up. But then you have the spire standing, you know, majestically just towering over everything else. But again, there is still a lot of smoke and you know like dust and stuff in the air. Is you know, I mean, there's looks like there's there are fires that have been set or are currently raging there are you know there's just just so much destruction that kind of surrounds this what, what would otherwise be glorious and beautiful campus and he says i trust you know your way from here i i i must go down and assist the rest of the guys we have under strict orders to not let anyone else in you're dismissed um, and he leaves. I guess Jarrell. Yeah. So I guess Jarrell would go head straight for the temple. Um, he's not really thinking about the rest of the group. I don't know if they'd want to follow him or not. Um, you're going to the Zero temple. The, 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 you're going to the temple, right? Not the spire. 
Temple first, yes. Okay. Yeah, so you guys make your way down the hill to the temple. Um, you know, as you're kind of walking by, you can see that there's a, you know, you're passing by like a, in the, in the main plaza or square right here um, that you entered into. You know, there's like a training grounds for like paladins, for example, in training, like, you know, with training dummies and things like that for some of the warriors of the faith. Um, and there are what appear to be a, a large number of new recruits actually practicing under the guidance of a lieutenant of some kind. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, he's seeming to teach some people just how to swing a sword in general. They don't look very good. But they're trying. Um, Jarrell. Uh, Jarrell just looks at Hans. Um, it says, that will be you one day. Oh, uh, your squire? Walk past. Yeah. yeah. And he says. I hope I could be even half the man you are, Lord Jarrell. Bora sticks with everyone right now, but also keeps her eyes open for the food stores for the temple. Uh, yeah, that's actually around here too. Uh, not, it's not actually not far from the guard outpost. There appears to be uh, a, an area not far from where the food is stored, where there's an outdoor cooking like fire pit as well as uh, some indoor kitchens. Is the food storage area look like it's guarded inside? Like um, in you, here? You, I mean, oh yeah, on the outside. I mean, yeah, there's, 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 there are, there are people like armored folks everywhere okay. patrolling the campus. Many, many uh, you would assume maybe paladins or even just, you know, warriors in training or, you know, just like, you know, they, they, they call them the shields of the faith. Uh, so Jarrell would probably continue to the temple. Okay. Yeah, you reach the temple. I mean, yeah, it's just as, well, I mean, I would say just as majestic as ever, but against this backdrop, maybe not so much. Um, when you enter, since you're entering from the back, you can see that, you know, as you enter, uh, just ahead and to your left is where like the main altar area is, and you can see that there have been brand new iron doors uh, set into um, the chambers that just lie on the sides of the altar. We had nothing to do with that. Um, it wasn't even there. There's, you know, a, f a few monks and, and whatnot in here, you know, in silent prayer. And you can see that um, towards the front, where the main entrance would be, uh, that has been almost converted into a makeshift kitchen itself. And you can see actually Shalandria is there cleaning up. Uh, Jarrell will obviously first kneel in front of the altar, say a quick prayer, uh, and then go to greet Shelly, that's his friend. Um, she sees you approach and she says, Lord Jarrell, oh, what a fortuitous arrival. I see that you've made some adjustments to the company you keep. I don't see any. She leans in close. Blasphemers in your midst. No, not currently. It's good to see you again, Shelley. What it has is. happened to this place? 
I don't know how much you know, but it is truly terrible. The unfaithful roam the streets in droves, denouncing the name of our fair lady. We have done our best to feed the faithful, to feed those who have repented against their sins, who have turned to the light and glory and safety of Our Lady. But there are others who remain unconvinced, and we cannot help them until they accept Valen into their hearts. So is said by the arch-cleric, and so it must be done. If it were me, I would feed everyone, but I do not want to go against the tenets of our faith. The tenets of our faith do not say not to feed the hungry. But the arch-cleric himself has spoken to Valen, you see. She, re- she, she is embroiled in battle and needs all of the faithful to rally around her. This is quite puzzling. Typically, you would be able to convert a number of people by showing generosity. We have tried, but we have been taken advantage of, and she actually points to some areas in this makeshift, like, entry kitchen that she's, like, kind of created here where there's actually appears to be a lot of damage. Um, some of the wooden walls have been broken down. Uh, you know, there's, 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 there's some repairs being made. Um, many came in here, went mad, started defacing our holy temple. Others demanded that the arch cleric step down. They have blasphemed against our good faith. And so must be punished, as difficult as it may be. Even now they Um, seek the ruin of our temple and those who protect it. Do they not understand that we have a higher purpose? Do they not understand that they have a higher calling? Uh, Jarrell will just kind of nod again. Like he's still struggling to take all of this in to begin with. And he'll say, We are here to help as best we can. For the time being, I must bid you adieu. I wish to go visit my father. Ah, yes, well, I assume you know where the graveyard of the faithful is. I will let you pay your respects. Um, so now is... John doesn't know. Jarrell totally knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, but is it is the crypt under the, under the, yes, the temple? It is. All of, all of, all of uh, Valen's most faithful um, are buried within the temple crypts themselves. His typical routine is whenever he shows up for the first time, like if he arrives at High Rock, it's to go to the temple and go visit his, his father. His father's... Um, do you request pri- do you request privacy while doing so, or um... Jarrell would turn to the group as he ar- approached the the crypt site and say, uh, "I only need a few moments." And well, he would try you have to, to you have to access it uh, from a door behind the altar. You have to kind of go back behind and then down a set of stairs to get. Well, there. then I, I would like put my hand out uh, before I even go back behind the altar. Um, Again, being a holy man, you don't really invite <laughs> everybody else back there. 
Okay, I mean, are, so are you saying you are inviting everybody else back there, though? No, okay. no. I, I'm trying to, like, give them a hint that I'm going to be right back. All right, what does everybody else do about that? If Shalandria is still around, uh, Hedrick would at least introduce himself as a uh, non-blasphemer. Um, <laughs> Hi, I'm Hedrick. I'm a non-blasphemer. Nice to meet you. <laughs> we left them at home this time, I swear. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. Well, I guess what's everyone else going to do while you wait for Jarrell to pay his respects? Are you going to sit idly and be patient and wait for him to return? I see Nicole already shaking her head. Idle hands do the devil's work. Uh, Boris turns to Captain Quinn. Hey, Captain, I heard those two guards over by the food storage saying that they were fans of yours and would really love to hear you tell them a story. We should head out there. I think that sounds like a splendid idea. Wait, tell who a story? The the guards guards. by the food storage. Oh. Would like to be regaled with a tale, a very dramatic one, with lots of flailing, maybe a few feet from the door of the food storage. (laughs) I'm not opposed. Okay. So they're off to go do that. Do, do can I, uh, yeah, I think I would just get what she means. I mean, I would, I would want to tell my story anyway. You, you mean get what she means by, oh, it's an opportunity for you to go tell a story. Well, yeah. I think yeah. he can also see an opportunity for malfeasance. Mm-hmm. Right. You can clearly tell what I'm up to, but just doesn't care. Yeah. It's like, cool, I'm in. Right. Like, my insight is good enough to know what you mean, mean, but I also love the fact that you were using something that I would want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just okay. a win-win. Uh, Hedrick, yeah. what are you doing? I'm talking with, uh, uh, I guess, Shalandria is not with us anymore. Right? I mean, she's, she's down still, still there. She's just cleaning well, she up. Is still there. She's cleaning up... Um, it seems well, you know, I would. Yeah. I would probably start helping her. Uh, Hedrick would lean over and say, uh, "Let me give you a hand here. There's obviously a lot of work to be done. I wonder if you wouldn't oblige me and and, and enlighten me in in the ways of uh, of Valen. Because to be honest with you, some of these guys here are making a whole lot of sense, and I'm a little late to the party. Um, well, she graciously accepts your help and talks your ear off about the faith and you know just the you know honor and light and the main the main tenants yeah right the core tenants of the faith she starts talking to you about blasphemers in fact she uses the word blasphemer at least 16 times um, in that explanation Uh, even you know trails off at one point explaining how a certain group of blasphemers came in here and knock down the doors of the uh, you know the altar thinking of behind the altar uh, instead of rummaging around and truly caused a whole mess of things um, heavily implying that it was you know 
people that used to run in this circle. Uh, but yeah, literally just talks your ear off. I mean, like you can't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> Even if uh, he's just he's smiling and soaking it all in because he's never flirted with a nun before, or like a high priestess. If, <laughs> if you were if you were flirting, this has completely gone over her head. Just so you know. Well, and that's that's the whole thing. Like, I want her to talk about what she likes. I want I want to hear all about this because a couple of my boys here are all on board. And they're pretty red, so <laughs> I should at least be aware of what like the tenants are, what this organization is, and who particularly. Yeah, she she, she mentions she mentions that you know she has taken a vow of chastity. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a personal decision she made uh, to show her devotion and service to Valen. You know, there's only one calling that she has, and that is to um, bear the fruit of her holiness not to bear children into the world of course no. of course i mean he's he's fascinated this, yeah this is she a, just a goes brand, brand on new and on and on doors I mean, she, are open uh, you can tell with the way that she speaks she she definitely has a certain fervor and almost like zealotry about her when it comes to her faith mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's fascinated but he's at least helping her and waiting for javel to return okay Zero? Zero is going to, um, you know, sort of look around the temple a little bit, but otherwise respect Jarrell's wishes on this one. Uh, you know, this is this is Jarrell's home turf. I, you know, me doing anything other than what he says would have to be based on me thinking I know better than him about this place, and that that's logically untrue. So Zero is just going to sort of look around and get acquainted with the space and, you know, look as menacing as he normally does. Not even intentionally. <laughs> no. But I mean, there's only so many ways you can look when you've got, you know, Siegfried's two-handed sword over one shoulder and, like, the medieval equivalent of a heavy machine gun over the other. All right. right. I would say that about 10 to 15 minutes go past. Well, actually, Jarrell, you're in the crypts. Yeah. Okay. That, that, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, you come upon the sarcophagus where your father's remains are. You know, there's like a, you know, the, the, the lid of it is actually, you know, adorned with like a, uh, a carving of, of him, right? Holding a sword in his hands, you know, with the, the the hilt of the sword in his hands with the blade, you know, facing down at his feet. Um, and you notice that, you know, part of the faith here, um, all of these, in all the sarcophagi, the, the eyes are blindfolded um, in the depictions and the, the carvings of them. Um, it's sort of like a, that was their way of kind of saying, you know, they are at rest, right? They no longer have to witness the horrors of this world they are now serving you know serving a higher divine purpose you know and as you are resting your hand on the sarcophagus where your father is um you can hear almost like a a whispering coming from the sword of justice okay um it's not it would be in its scabbard at that point correct uh, sheath whatever you Mm -hmm. call it um, he would like 
noticing that, kind of take it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it glowing? It is glowing. Uh, Jaral will remove it entirely from its sheath. Yep, you can hear it now whispering to you. It, it's a, it's a, it's a low voice, and you would almost swear it almost resembles the voice of your father. And all you hear it say is, "A dog will look down when they have done something wrong, but a snake will look you right in the eyes." And that's where we're going to call this week's episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. God damn it. <laughs> Ooh. That was a pretty good I one. like dude. it. So, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We are on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We are also on Facebook and Reddit. Just search for Hapless Heroes Podcast. But really, those places will just contain sticky posts that point you to what I would say is the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where we hang out a lot of the time and talk to all of you beautiful people out there listening to this wacky show. Um, I would really encourage you to join our community. It's really, it's just filled with such a wonderful array of nerds that I am just so proud to call our community. Um, yeah, so check us out there. But if you really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Those help us, you know, again, grow in the rankings, help more people come and discover this thing that we've been doing for so long. It's just, and also it just makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside when you say such kind things about us. And we'll even say some kind things about you on the air and tell you how much of a five-star human we think you are. But if you really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash haplessheroes. We have a variety of awesome rewards, including like bloopers, behind the scenes audio, and a whole mess of other things. You should check it out, see if there is a reward tier that suits you. If you really feel like we are worth your hard-earned dollars, we put all that money right back into this show. So we thank you for your support. If you really, really love us, Sally Field and the whole deal, you can slip into your local theater that's been closed for the past seven months and use white paint to paint hapless heroes on the screen so that when they go to turn the lights down and the movie comes up, all they see is hapless heroes on the darkened screen. The light in the I back. I go to the movies so bad. Wow. I know, me too. I miss it. I miss it so bad. I was thinking about it the other day. Yeah, I feel you there. And you would, you would make headlines. Like you yeah. would. Like it would get. And by that I mean, we would make headlines. We would make headlines. However, we disavow your... we disavow any knowledge of this actually occurring if this was an illegal act, because obviously we are not encouraging our audience ever to do anything for illegal seriously. This was. But if you really love us, but if you really love us, if you really love us, you'd take the fall. You just might. <laughs> Getting a build cold. Would you? Could you? Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and outro my wonderful cast of characters starting on my digital right with John as Lord Jarrell of the Light. Father, can you hear me? 
Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Oh my god, this is amazing. She just keeps going on. This is incredible. Look at all this trash. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I just like Quinn's stories. I'm not doing anything suspicious over here. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. You two look like Quinn Southwind fans. Now, let me tell you a story. And Dave as Zero, Valen's Hush Hush Avatar of War. Mm, There sure are a lot of Corvids in the uh, decor in here. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. Tune in next week to see where we go on this wild adventure. Bye-bye now. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodb